From the 24th of February to the 1st of March 2014, the London School of Economics will hold its sixth annual literary festival under the theme Reflections. The festival will explore how the social sciences and the arts help us understand the world around us and our place within it. The LSE Review of Books will be hosting two events, Sex and Psychopaths, celebrating 100 years of Freud's on narcissism on the 27th of February, and Don't Judge a Book by Its Cover, Reflecting Content Through Design on the 1st of March. To see a full programme of events and to book free tickets, go online to lse.ac.uk forward slash public events. To celebrate and support the festival, we're launching a series of special academic inspiration segments featuring prominent LSE academics and event speakers. In the final podcast in this series, we'll hear from Dr Ellen Helsper, lecturer in the Media and Communications Department at the LSE, as she discusses her literary festival event and talks us through the books that have inspired her interest in media technologies. My name is Ellen Halsper. I work in the Media and Communications Department of the London School of Economics and Political Science. I'm an associate professor there, and the research that I do focuses mostly on people's everyday interactions with technologies and the way in which people interact over these technologies in everyday life. And I will be uh, talking at the privacy panel on the 1st of March at the LSE Literary Festival. If I think about the history of books, the things that I've read that got me to where I am now, important works are those, for example, by Roger Silverstone, uh, his book on consuming technologies, media and information in domestic spaces, really putting forward why we should study the media, especially why we should study the media in everyday life and how it's become part of our lives. Uh, Stuart Hall, I think, for many who work in media and communications and who are interested in how we shape images of ourselves and our own identity through media and our interactions with others, uh, and in particular the book on representation and these cultural representations and uh, signifying practices that we do through media that show us what the world's like, what we are like, that kind of reflection and interaction, very important. David Brin's Transparent Society, which was one of the first to say, like, the networks around us are changing, our relationships are changing, the technology is changing. What does that mean for how we relate to one another and how we negotiate our relationships through communication? Uh, Adam Joyce's book, The Understanding, uh, The Psychology of Internet Behavior, is, is one of these books that really puts it also in a historical perspective, these changes in our relationships and how they are accompanied by changes in... Um, technologies and I think one of the things that he does really well is ask that question what is really new like the discussions that we have nowadays about privacy whether young people have a different conceptualization of privacy in his book he talks about these issues and looks at what precedents were there how is this related to how we used to interact before is this really new My field is a quite a current field. There's a lot of stuff written about it right now. There's a lot of books that are coming out. The first books that came out in my mind were written by a lot of men. And then I decided, actually, no, because I think that most of the current books that are coming out right now that really try to tackle with this kind of the everyday practices are actually written by 
women. So I wanted to, to talk a little bit about the, the women in this field who are really shaping it right now. The first one I would say is, is Robin Mansell's book, uh, on Imagining the Internet, which again takes a little bit of a step back and, and says, well, let's forget about what the technology does to us, but let's think about what we would like the technology to be. How can we make sure that the internet and the technologies around it are shaped in such a way that we can achieve that society? And she brings up some concerns about how that might be difficult. There is uh, Sonia Livingston, she's here at the uh, London School of Economics, who is a um, very important scholar in this field, and I wouldn't really know which book to pick to say this is something that you should read, but I think in relation to issues of privacy and our online relating to each other or, or relating to each other in general, I think her book, uh, Children and the Internet, uh, Great Expectations and Challenges, does a really good job of looking at both the good and the bad, what are changes and what are not changes, what is new and what is not new, um, and looking at it at a, uh, from the lens of a kind of a population that is under scrutiny. It's almost as if we're rethinking childhood or we're rethinking what our norms and values be and kind of reflecting these upon children. So her book does that really neatly. Nancy Baim has published a book called uh, Personal Connections in the Digital Age, and it's a bit more of a celebration of what it means to connect through technologies and, and the kind of hopes and the aspirations that people have in, in doing this. And then Helen Nissenbaum's book, Privacy in Context, is, takes a little bit of a step back. It's more a, a policy book, but it's still very much grounded in how policy and regulation are easy to talk about at a general level, but kind of difficult to think through when we look at it in our everyday life context. I read a lot, <laughs> besides the stuff that I read for my work and, and for my professional life. I always try to make time for fiction. I think for me, I'll focus on those books that kind of keep me awake at night because that's when I read. I try to read before I go to bed. That's when I try to read fiction, try to get away from the world of work. One of these books that I still remember um, is, is The Never-Ending Story which I read when I was in, like a young girl in high school, and it just kept me captivated because it, it was like this story within a story, right? And it was this idea that you could disappear in books, you could disappear in reading, you could disappear in storytelling, and that and that, that was something so valuable. And then um, kind of more recent fiction that I've been reading also has a little bit of that magical element, I realized when I was thinking about this question, what are these books that really captivated me? And they're always about characters who might be not very likable but still relatively realistic even though they're fictional so they're real human characters with with their flaws and their and their all their the good stuff that they have but they end up in situations which are kind of absurd magical but from their point of view that's just the way the world is if i have to think about authors there umberto eco for me is definitely one of these um, these authors that does that with such uh, skill and elegance and um, one of the books that i remember uh, reading and keeping me up at night was uh, the island of the day before which has this this lonely man stuck on a boat and inventing or not inventing you never know what is completely reality or what is fiction but his life and having this discussion with his brother stuck on this boat and becomes convinced that the only thing he can do to kind of save his life or save the world or, is to get to that island and he can't get to that island.
And I think I'll finish with two slightly different writers, but also, again, kind of books that kept me up late at night, which uh, is the, the World According to Garp by, by John Irving. I read it when I was young, and I've come back to it several times because there is this normative discussion. Like, you're, you're, reading, you're reading things, and you say, like, actually, this should be very dislikable. This should be very nasty, or you shouldn't like this person. But the creation of understanding of the, the nastiness of it, that actually makes you appreciate the character in a certain way. And, and uh, Kutsi does the same thing. John Kutsi does the same thing. And uh, it's a really harsh books. And I remember having lots of discussions with other people who read it when they read Disgrace, because I actually found it captivating and I, I just wanted to keep on reading and I could could understand the different points of view and I know other people have read it and they said oh no I had to put it away I just found it terrible because this guy was always he's so unlikable so that that kind of book that really positions you that forces you to kind of think about the moral decisions about what it means to be human and and the stories that we tell other people that kind of shape the world around us this idea that fiction can be real fiction can be reality This is an excerpt from Personal Connections in the Digital Age, the book written by Nancy Baim, and it was published, I think, in, in 2010. And I, I'll read a bit from the conclusions, which, is, um, which has the title The Myth of Cyberspace, because I think it kind of reflects really well what I think the debate should be about um, when we talk about privacy in, uh, in modern times. For those who vividly remember life without them, the internet and mobile phone can still seem like they came out of nowhere and took over our lives. Those who grew up with them as part of their daily environments don't get what the fuss is about. There will be new communication technologies, which today's children will find extraordinary, and theirs will find mundane. This book was written for those who see the technologies it discusses as new and different, those who take them for granted, and those who will be thinking through technologies not yet invented. That was Dr Ellen Helsper on the books that inspired her both within and outside her academic field. That's all for this series of podcasts for the 2014 LSE Literary Festival. To see a full programme of events and to book free tickets, go online to lse.ac.uk forward slash public events. For the latest reviews of books in the social sciences and for more podcasts, go to lsereviewofbooks.com. I'm Amy Mollett. Thanks for listening.